Welcome back, everybody, to We Are TPM with myself, Kyle Teixeira, and across from me, John Teixeira. Hola. Today, we are going to be going back into our series of the nine common concerns when thinking of renting your home. And today's concern is... What are we talking about today, John? Well, we try to do this based on what goes through people's minds when somebody brings up the idea of renting their homes, right? So this one is titled, Why Would I Go Through the Hassle? Why would I go through the hassle? So as we talk about this, if you have any questions or you want to know why you'd go through the hassle or want to contact us, uh, shoot us an email at showmethemoney at wertpm or give us a ring at 817-818-9039. All right, let's get into it. Why would I go through the hassle of renting my home? Hey, so why would it go through the hassle? So there's an obvious reason. But first, like, what's the hassles, right? Like, we've we've done part of this series is talking about the hassles themselves, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why do we deal with tenants and toilets? What if somebody trashes my house? How do I find a great tenant? Actually, we're going to be doing that one coming up here. And so those are the hassles, right? So... Um, so we want to make sure that people understand we're going to address what, what the hassles are, but why would I go through those hassles? And the simple answer, we'll dive into it more, but the simple answer is to build wealth. Yeah, to build wealth. I mean, money grows on trees, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. You, know, you have to do things and you usually have to put effort into you know making money, building wealth for yourself. Um, and that's that's why you would go through the hassle. For one, is uh, the hassle is there and it's worth it and people do it because uh, they build wealth for themselves. Um, it's the biggest wealth creation creation tool um, that's ever existed. So it, it's it's easy and passive too, right? Like once you have the home, and that's the biggest obstacle, right? So when you're talking about hassles, why would it go through the hassle? You already went through the hassle to acquire the home, and that's probably the biggest of all the hassles, mm-hmm. right? You had to come up with a down payment. You had to go to a closing table. You had to you had to search for a home. You had to do all these things. Now you are in possession of this home. Why not go through the hassle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because you, you're going to go through I mean, you got to make a decision one way or the other. In most cases, are you selling it or are you renting it? Right. Um, Unless you're just staying there. But yeah, that's the the, there's a hassle on either side. Um, Why you would go through to do renting is you could look at it as less of a hassle. You know, if you do it right, if you get somebody you trust to manage it, um, get good tenants in there, all those things we've talked about. uh, It, you know, it's it's lucrative, helps you cash flow. Um, But we've there's a lot of points here. We've talked about how it that cash flow can actually add to your DTI for your purchase of your next home. There's right. a good reason. That's right. Um, you know, you just, why would I That's look right. at it as a hassle is probably a better question. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. But that is what a lot of people, that is one of the things a lot of people are going to run through their head. Oh, why would I go through the hassle? And that's the whole idea of this series to kind of help people understand or get rid of those objections to doing it. Right. And you make a great point, like turning that around to, well, why why should I go through the hassle, right? Like, what are the good reasons? It's not just build, building wealth, but am I going to buy something down the road? I might actually be helping my qualification down the road. So to dive into that a little bit more, and we've done a whole thing on this one, right? A whole podcast on this one. But just to kind of summarize it, if I have a, a home that costs me $1,000 a month, mortgage, taxes, and insurance, and I rent it for 1500 a month, I get 75% of $500. There's a $500 cash flow, we call it, right? Every month that goes toward 
the DTI formula that a mortgage company uses. DTI standing for debt to income, right? So they're able to use 75% of that cash flow, that positive cash flow toward that. So now I've got in that in that um, instance, I got $350 a month added to my DTI formula that will give me, allow me to buy more house. Yeah. That's what you meant by that, yeah, right? It's, it's an added income. Instead of a mortgage deducting from your income uh, and qualifications, the uh, cash flow adds on to it, actually. Everything that exceeds that cost um, is is added on to your monthly income. So, And, you know, why would I go through the hassle is a question I heard and had an experience with in 2019, right? And mm-hmm. I was talking to someone, one of our clients about this yesterday. Um, they really wished they went through the hassle because <laughs> the other reason is appreciation, right? So we talk about that a lot. Um, it's the wealth building piece of owning real estate. Um, it's not always that in two years things go up, you know, 50%, but sometimes they do. Well, um, the point is it. you don't know. Yeah, let's right? talk about appreciation a little bit more. Let's dive into it a little bit more. Um, what is appreciation? Summarize that for me. Appreciation is the increasing value of something, right? right. Over time. Um, for example, I bought a house for a hundred thousand. I owe 80 on it and I bought that a year ago and today it's worth 150. So it appreciated, uh, 50 grand. Right. right? It appreciated 50 grand and, and now you have $70,000 70, in, in equity. Perfect. Exactly. Yeah, that, exactly. And so... And that's money that you can't go to an ATM machine for that money, but you could sell it. You could refinance it. There's ways that you could get money, that money out. That's that's wealth for you, right? Mm-hmm. And you will realize that wealth the day that you sell it for for fair market value. Well, what, I, what I've told people before, especially if you have a lot of equity and you're asking yourself this question, why would I go through the hassle? Well, say you have like 80% equity in your house and you want to pull that out and you think it'd just be easier to sell it rather than rent it, um, it's not, not always the, the most accurate consideration because you can pull up to 80% out um, like in a, in a refinance and then rent it out. So you'd still get some cash flow. Um, you pulled that difference between tw- the 20% you owe and you know, the 80% you can take out. So you get that, that money in your pocket. And the flip side, when you sell it, what people don't consider is when you sell it, you are paying costs. You're paying closing costs. You're paying real estate costs. And those can get close to 10% of, you know, so you're really leaving 10%. Um, I wouldn't call it leaving it on the table, but there's a difference of 10% that you're not claiming out of that investment, you know, to keep it and let it appreciate and continue to grow wealth for you. Beautiful. That's exactly, I love the way you articulated all that. So, so also I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about the tree of wealth that we talk about all the time, right? And, and the other thing that you do when you sell that home is you stop the growth of that tree. So we, we've, we've created this, uh, oh my gosh, the word is escaping me, but, but we've created this scenario where when you build wealth with property, it's it like, it's like a tree, like growing a tree, right? goes from seed to a big giant 50-foot tree, right? Mm-hmm. And it continues to grow for as long as you water it, fertilize it, and continue to allow that tree to grow. And when you sell it, you're basically cutting it off at the roots and stopping that growth, right? 
Yeah, where kind of what we're talking about is picking off all the seeds and planting them somewhere else. If you were to pull money out of it and go invest it other places, you know, that tree's still growing. You know, you picking the seeds off didn't kill the tree. Um, You're taking seedlings off of it and go planting it somewhere else, right? mm -hmm. You're taking equity out of that tree or out of that home to go buy another home. We've kind of got sidetracked a little bit from our topic, (laughs) but it's still, it's why would I go through the hassle? Well, that's one good reason because if you've got a bunch of equity in your home, use that equity so that you could build wealth more than just one time with more than just one property, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know Steve behind the behind the mic over there, he's got a whole bunch of equity in his house. And if he took that equity and pulled it out and went and bought two or three more houses, what has happened with him in his house would happen two or three times, right? Mm-hmm. Just the same thing, same tree. Now he's got a forest we keep talking about. I love our analogy. <laughs> the forest of wealth. I love our analogies. <laughs> but um, anyways, so that's uh, – I like to get Steve involved anytime I can because cause we never – he just sits back there quietly working. <laughs> <laughs> so why else would we go through the hassle? I mean that's that's pretty much all the reasons you – you know, because it's beneficial to you, your family, and your wealth. I mean that's that's really the – that's it. So we ha- we we I presented an example of a thousand dollar break even point and fifteen hundred dollar rent, and the way rents are going up, you know your break even point shouldn't change too much. It'll go up a little bit because of taxes and insurance, but for the most part, the amount of money it costs you to own that home shouldn't change too much year over year. But rental rates are just going through the roof every single year. They're going up ten to twenty percent. Mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that's going to continue. It'll come back to a normal, you know, 5% maybe every year is, is kind of normal, right? But right now they're just, they're going up. I'm seeing incredible um, increases in rental rates. So cash flow is another reason, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's not one of the biggest reasons. And it's not why you and I do this. And we try to keep people, we actually try to keep people from focusing so much on cash flow, but it is still a reason to do it, right? Not just for, we talked about using that cash flow for DTI, but I don't know, what if you just stick it into a savings account so that you could buy that next property? I like it. And then the the last reason that comes to mind, honestly, is what if you don't have any equity? You know, what if you're at a high cost of value? Um why would you go through the hassle? Because your alternative is selling it at a loss or selling it break even, any of that stuff, where if you rent it, you're now renting it out, making a little bit of money on cash flow and waiting for that appreciation to, you know, grow and get you to a point where you can make a realistic decision between the two options if you want to. Um, and a lot of people don't look at it like that, where you're there's scenarios where your best option's renting, right? Um, especially what if you bought that house six months ago and the value hasn't changed much? Well, it's going to cost you more than, you know, closing costs, everything else I mentioned. There's going to be a cost to getting out of that where, you know, there always will be a cost to getting out of it, but you could not hit that cost right now. You know, you know renting it out and making cash flows is, is, a, is a net profit. So. We call I call those forced landlords. We don't have a lot of those right now, but we have. That's how my business started in 2008 was with a whole book of, of forced landlords that came to me and said, I want to sell my house because I want to move to Arizona. And we looked at the value of their home and like, okay, well, 
how much money do you have to bring to the table? <laughs> because in order to sell, to sell your house, you're going to need five, ten, twenty thousand dollars. I had in between 2008, 2010, I probably had a dozen people bring thousands or tens of thousands of dollars to the table in order to sell their home. Well, the, fathom that. Yeah. In the current market that we're in, it's, it's, <laughs> It's, it's incredible to think about that. Yeah, but you got to remember markets go through flows and cycles, right? So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, that's a, that's a big reason. It really is because the alternative is like what we said earlier about your DTI is if you rent it out and that rent beats cost or matches cost, whatever. Um, now you can go buy your home in Arizona and not have that house weighing against your debt to income ratio, you know? Right, right. Well, we're, we're living proof that that's an alternative for people, even if that's forced on them, mm-hmm. right? Like they didn't have any other choice. It was like, okay, either I rent this out, I let you rent this out, manage it for me while I'm in Arizona, or I take a huge loss and I come to the table with $18,000. That's a pretty easy decision for most people. Well, if they, what if they would have taken that $18,000 hit in, in 08? You know, a lot of those forced landlords still have them today. They do. Pretty have, sure that's a net profit from 2008 to now. So I, I can think of two or three that is, are in our portfolio that we still have that were some of our very first ones. That, They're very that thankful that. that they that they chose that option, <clears throat> yeah, right? Yeah. They took on the hassle. So most of them ended up selling. Most of them ended up selling at, at, at a, a really good profit. They waited. They had great equity. They're like, okay, let's sell it, right? Because mm-hmm. they never intended to be landlords. I get it. But they made money in the interim. They made so. money by it by doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. I hope this is helpful. Why would I go through the hassle? Are there any re- other reasons to go through the hassle? We talked about wealth building, cash flow, improving your DTI. We got anything yeah, else? I think we killed the main ones. So <laughs> I think we'll leave it there. But you know, I always ask yourself when you, if you're asking yourself, why would I go through the hassle? Make sure you know what the hassle is or what the alternative That's hassle a great is. Point. Right? So. That's a great point. What is the hassle that you're referring to? Why would I go through the hassle? And you know what? I don't want to discount the fact, Kyle, that there are great reasons to still say, no, I need to sell my house. Of right? course. Of There's course. great reasons not to rent your house especially if you're not going to have somebody do it for you. If you're not going to have somebody really good do it for you, now you've just created a whole bunch of other reasons why you shouldn't do it. But You're creating your, a bigger hassle there. Yeah, so you're, I, you're, that, <laughs> now you're going to feel the hassles that we're talking about. But, the, um, but you know, sometimes people need that equity and they can't get it out any other way, right? Um, sometimes I just ran into a scenario where we were going to rent a house and the, and the homeowner told me, well, I showed up the door, nope, we're selling it. And come to find out the reason why is we got a crazy neighbor next door. Mm-hmm. And she's worried about having a rental property with a crazy neighbor next door. She lives there. She knows how crazy this neighbor is. And she knows that that crazy neighbor's not going away. Okay. Can't choose your neighbors. Can't choose your location. I get it. That's a great. And you know the level of crazy. I don't. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right. Well, I think we killed this topic, Kyle. I look forward to talking about next week. Why don't we try to... to uh, we talked about uh, um, how to find a great tenant, and and uh, I think that was on our list for the next one. No, well, we'll figure it out. But okay, you know, right. <laughs> tune in next week to find out. Uh, if you have any questions, give us a call eight one seven eight one eight nine zero three nine. And everybody have a great week. Kyle, share. I'm out. We are TPM. We are TPM. Out. <laughs>